Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Okay, welcome to the Chaos to Connected podcast. This is take two of this episode. I was mid-sentence, and the program just totally, somehow... <laughs> shut down, no warning, just disappeared. So maybe that's a sign that I was talking too much. <laughs> so I'm going to try to keep this one a little bit more condensed. But this weekend I was sharing on my Instagram stories about just my kids being in church with me and how I often will get comments from people about how quote unquote good they're being. And I had just asked if people wanted me to share a podcast episode about it because I do think there are specific things that are contributing to other people recognizing their behavior in church. And I also want to point out that my kids are not always quiet. They're not always behaved, if you want to say that. They have big feelings. We work through a lot of emotions. (laughs) In case you don't follow me or you haven't listened to many other episodes, there is all of that. So I do believe there are two main components to why they do so well. And even if this doesn't apply to you specifically with church, it can be translated into other areas, whether you're out at a restaurant, maybe you're at a wedding, it's kind of wedding season. If there's any place that you are taking your kids to that they need to be contained kind of in one little space, or need to be quiet. And so I wanted to share that with you in hopes that it can be helpful for you as well. So the first one is really just implementing all of the connection strategies that I talk about and doing that consistently in your day-to-day life. If that's something that is a struggle or you're not really sure what I'm talking about, go back and listen to the episodes, you know, from the beginning or re-listen to them because oftentimes, you know, we can listen to the same thing several times and get something new each time. If you're really struggling, reach out to me and we can chat more about, you know, about that. But I would really encourage you to go back and listen to other podcast episodes to really figure out how, what those are and how you can start implementing them. And if you need more help, then that's where I can be of assistance. Um, But the second thing is to really think about your child, your child's age, their developmental stage and their personality, because they could be like, for example, I have a five and a half year old and a two and a half year old. And my five and a half year old, even when he was two and a half, he just sat through the whole church service. There was no issue. Um, sometimes he might do an activity, but most of the time he just sat and looked around. Now that is not my current two and a half year old. (laughs) He needs to be occupied a lot of the time. And he also is the type of child who will, like, if you tell him not to do something, then he's like, oh, I want to do that. And he wants to do that sort of thing. So it is possible with 
all sorts of children, all sorts of personalities. I just think it's really helpful going into it to understand those things and to recognize that it is hard for a child to sit in one place, even though, you know, you're kind of up and down sometimes, but to generally be in one place for a while and having to be quiet and recognizing that that's hard for them. Um, even if they're six years old or seven years old, that can still be a challenge especially if they haven't like gone to school yet. And even if they have, again, this can still be a challenge and that's okay. That's normal. Um, I do not bribe them with anything. I don't say like, you need to be quiet. And when we come to the end of the service, you can have this because, um, I don't really want to bribe. But the other thing is that it is really like developmentally challenging and hard for kids to cognitively be able to remember that throughout, especially when they're beginning to get disconnected or they're getting dysregulated, they don't have access to the part of the brain that helps them with that impulse control. And so a lot of times they might not intentionally want to go against what you're saying because they want the thing, but they just, they just can't help it. And so, um, I wanted to share with you one of the other major things that I do so that I'm not having to feel like I need to incorporate bribing or consequences or whatever it might be in order to get them to be able to sit through service with me. Because, you know, for me specifically, I enjoy that they come in the service. I think they get a lot from it. Now, I don't always get the most from it, but I think, you know, it's a it's a good thing to be training them up as they're young to be in these situations and to learn how to manage that. Um, and I... I do not take them out. So like my youngest, I said, um, he tends to like to do the opposite. So sometimes he, you know, he gets halfway through, sometimes three quarters of the way and he's just done. He wants, he wants to go out. And, um, in those instances, I do not threaten to take him out. I do not remove him. I mean, obviously if he was throwing a fit, I would remove him. But my goal is really to figure out how I can support their current needs, their development in a way that allows them to stay in with me and learn that this is, we're here and we're here until this point. Um, and so I think that again can translate to other, other situations as well. Um, so what I would do in that instance, and again, this is part of the connection strategy, I suppose, you know, some of that play, but I will redirect to not like, don't X, Y, Z. I will say like, oh, you know, the pastor's talking to you or, you know, um, almost like I spy around the room or look for something or look at the other people around or just giving them something to actively do. Maybe, you know, if we're standing and singing a song, maybe I kind of dance them around a little bit. Sometimes I will hold their hands and squeeze a little bit just for some of that extra input. But incorporating some of these things, recognizing that this can be a challenge um, and just keeping your calm, understanding that everybody around you who has children will understand and not worrying about them so much as what you, I always think like I am trying not to just stop or change the behavior. I'm really trying to get at what's underneath in the heart. And again, if, if there's lots of flailing and screaming, then yes, we will be, we will remove. But 
Um, so far, we haven't had to do that. And so one of the, the biggest reason that I think that is, aside from the connection strategies, is that I create a bag. I don't create it. I fill it <laughs> with things that I know that each of my children are into at that time. So I throw everything into one big bag and carry that with us. Um, and it's kind of divided up into four sections. So I thought that might be helpful for you to kind of follow along a little bit because I don't necessarily think about this every time, but it tends to be this way. So the first one is something creative, something like more art craft based. So that could be like, we often get the little wood, like dollar store signs that you can color for my mother-in-law. So I will save them and then we'll bring those along. It might be stickers, uh, coloring, coloring books, uh, maybe dot to dot books, some type of activity book. We have a lot of dry erase marker ones. We have the magic marker ones those ones where you fill with water and color. So all different sorts of things like that. This past weekend, I had just happened to be looking in our little toy closet and I saw the Valentine's hearts that are paper that you can color on and I threw those in. So just something that maybe they don't use on a day-to-day basis or maybe they do and just throw it in there that they're really interested in at the moment. The second thing is books. So This might be books that they are currently really interested in, or especially for my youngest, more um, books that you can like do stuff with. So the flat books, um, the books that maybe have the little lines where you can trace with your fingers, any type of touch and feel books. So this last weekend, I pulled one of our sequin books because I thought that would be fun and we haven't really looked at it in a while. So just finding different Um, just different things that they can do with the book that's still quiet, but gives them something to do to outlet that energy. The third thing is fidgets. So this could look like actual fidgets that you can buy from the store. This could be just like little um, parts of different activities. So for example, like little nuts and bolts that screw together. I put a couple of those in there. Um, Target often will have in the dollar section these um, squishy balls that have a net around them. So when you squeeze the like inside pops out a different color and, um, my youngest cannot do the squeezing yet, but I will squeeze for him and just hold it and he'll push the inside back in. You could do those little, um, pop. I don't know what they're called. They're the, you just the like bubble poppers or something. Sorry, I don't, I should have thought of the official name, but I don't know. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. They're everywhere, but um, they're in all these different shapes and colors and everything. You just push them in and they pop out the other side. So that will keep my son engaged for a couple times or he'll pop the whole side and give it to me and then I'll quick pop it and give it back to him. We have, yeah, a couple different ones. So sometimes I have them both in a bag and I'll rotate through them or I just pick one. Um, but there are so many different fidget options you can grab just, yeah, like I said, little pieces we have, um, for one of a gift, one of these, I think Miles gave it to Huxton for Christmas or something. I don't know, but it was a little elephant trunk that goes on your finger, like a finger puppet. I threw that in there, just like random different things that kids aren't playing with regularly that are kind of fun 
for when you have to be sitting. And then the last part of that is snacks or special treats. So packing snacks is obviously a must. Um, but then I'll also pack some special, like if we have um, different kinds of chocolate or uh, chewy candy. My kids really, really, really like the doTERRA breathe drops and ginger drops. So if I have those, I make sure to throw them in. We are currently out of them. So when I was at the store, I actually found the water spoon. Um, they're actually cough drops, I think, but they're lemon flavored. And so I threw them in there because the other mints that I can find at the store that you know, don't have like the high fructose corn syrup and stuff like that. And the, and the food dyes are not, they're not the same. They're, they're a different texture and all that. So they really like the ones you can suck on. Maybe some mints if like the lifesaver mints, if you, if you like those, but just something that you don't suckers is one, another one. We had candy canes still left over. So that was something I threw in there one day just random different things that you might have, or maybe you could grab a bag at Target of those. I think they're called Smart Sweets. There's not a ton of sugar in them, but they're really tasty. And just put that in your bag for church. So I'm not bribing my kids like you have to sit through church in order to get this. It's just part of being at church. There's something that they can, that's really either chewy or that they can suck on that helps to regulate them, that gives them that oral stimulation that can be soothing and calming so that they can pay attention. Um, and they love it because we don't have suckers every day. So it can just be like a fun little extra that you can throw in there. And I like to rotate through all of these things. So obviously my oldest can like look in the bag and choose what he wants. But for my youngest, I will just be like, when he starts to get a little antsy, I just say, Oh, do you want this? Oh, do you want this? And he starts playing. And then we kind of just flip through things. And when I get desperate, that's when I pull out the snacks and that's when I pull out the special treats. So I'm not going into church and handing him a sucker immediately. No, we, we go through all the music and once they need to be quiet, that is when we start with the bag. And then, um, I hold off as long as I can with the snacks or the special treats because that is like the saving grace if you are really struggling, at least for me. So I hope that was helpful. I think that we just really need to think about our child's age and their personality and how we can support them knowing that this is going to be challenging for them and not expecting more than what is appropriate for their age again and their attention level and just recognizing that it might be a little bit of a process. So if you have any other ideas, I would love to hear them. If you thought this was helpful, I would love for you to share it with another mom or dad or grandma or grandpa or a caregiver, babysitter, whoever, and head over to the Apple Podcasts icon, app, whatever you want to call it, scroll down to the bottom of this show and I would love if it blessed you to leave um, a rating, but especially if you'd love to leave a review. I love to read those. I'm so thankful for them and I often like to send out some special treats, shall we say. Um, So if that feels like something you feel led to do, I would absolutely appreciate it Um, and I will talk to you later this week. 
Real quick, before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories, and tag me, at Kaylee Josire, and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.